What is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast. We are back here on the YouTube. Uh, we will also be on, hopefully, Spotify if they decide to post us, which they skipped an episode one time. But uh, we should be anywhere that you get your, your podcasts at. And uh, we got some exciting new announcements today that we're going to lead off the show. After that, we'll dive into our Omaha 8, our Golden Spikes winners, who we think will win. And then we'll have, at the end, just a little free-for-all, talk about whatever's on our mind, and uh, we'll end the show there. So we are back to twice a week. I know for the last four weeks, we have just done like a Sunday-Monday episode. Now we're back to, you'll have a podcast Sunday night, Monday morning, and then Wednesday night or Thursday night, whichever night we decide, but before the weekend. So if you're new to the show, new follower of ours, we, uh, let's see, the last three years we've done twice a week. Before that, we were three times a week, which was a lot. It was a lot. It was tough. And uh, the structure is Thursday's episode. We'll preview the weekend. We'll talk about some gambling lines. We'll talk about midweek midweek recap. And then Sunday, we'll drop our mid-major top 25. We'll recap the weekend, and we'll preview the midweek. So it's a good little cycle. It's been working. We're not going to change that. Uh, so... Expect an episode from us on Thursday uh, to preview opening weekend. And boys, we did it. It is opening week. Op- is it opening week? Is that what you call it? Opening weekend because the week is next week. The first midweek for next. Yeah, but this is the week before opening. It's welcome to the week before opening weekend, and we are the all eve. here. Yeah, the eve Jack- of Christmas Eve, week of opening week. You know. Yeah, week of opening week. So Jack and his pencil talk flag is here uh, behind us. Dimitri's still out there in San Diego, and I am here in the low country of South Carolina, almost on the Georgia border. So, uh, anyways, let's let's go ahead and just release some things that not talk. I mean, sorry, let's talk about some things we just released this past week. We are ready to announce what our weekend series pick them and our survivor contest pick them and i'll tell you guys the rules for all the new people but we did it last year the grand prize is going to be a three-night stay in omaha nebraska for the first weekend of the college world series and tickets to the first four games so the two on saturday two on sunday and if you want to stay longer you can um i know for a fact jack will be there and i know i will be there Dimitri might be playing ball in Italy, but it's still up in the air, uh, depending on a lot of different things before that. But uh, yeah, but we'll be there. We'll have an 11.7 party. I'm really tempted to do an 11.7 house, like a little content house, get an Airbnb, maybe invite some fans over uh, for some before and after the game type of stuff. But that's going to be the prize. So let me take a step back now. Everything this contest is run through our Patreon account. So patreon.com or patreon.com slash eleven point seven, I think it is. You can find us on Patreon, but uh we started it last year. I believe we had a hundred and twenty-ish participants. Is that right, Dimitri? Something like that. I don't remember yeah. exactly. And uh we hope to to make it more this year, just because the more people that sign up, the more things we can add to the end of the year prize. But um We've made it very clear, like, we're not in it for the money for ourselves. Like, we want to give back to our fans and give back for a good experience. So, um, you know, we could be adding some some things to that 
grand prize. And especially if we get a sponsor for it, kind of like last year we had Circa sponsor it. There was a three night or four night stay in Vegas. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Shout out to Blind Man Nate. He was uh, one of the winners, and I made friends. And Dude, I, in fact, he, that guy crushed. He crushed it last year. Yeah, Blind Man Nate just texted me. Um, he, he's talking about his Kansas Jayhawks right now. He's convinced they're going to make the College World Series. So uh, <laughs> after we get done recording, I'm going to have to humble him a little bit and say probably not Nate, but I don't know. He was a guru last year. He picked it like 78. percent So. Now, bear with me, everybody. It's going to take a little bit to explain the contest, but it, once you get it, you get it, and it's easy. So every weekend, we have we, we will pick six weekend series. Is that right, Dimitri? Six. I always forget if it's five or six, but we'll pick six weekend series, and you're just trying to pick the, the winner of best two out of three. So who's going to win the weekend? And we keep standings all year, um, the whole year, and that's the weekend series pickup. The survivor let me, let me contest. Add let me add to that. Go ahead. So the weekend series pick them. You're gonna go on our website. It's right there. You can't miss it right now. It's on the landing page. You can click on the Patreon link to sign up. You can also go check out the thing. The contest's not live yet. It'll be live tonight after we record. I'll put in the series. Um, we'll finalize the series that are gonna be for opening weekend. But anyway, you go in there, you make your pick, and you click submit. It shows up. Boom. Your picks have been submitted or whatever. That means your picks are in. And then there will be like a Google sheet that you'll be able to click and go back and look at everybody's picks. It'll be all participants and all their picks will be there. So you can, as soon as the contest locks, usually I lock it around 10 or um, it'll be on the direction. Everything will be in front of you. It'll be like 10 a.m. Uh, 12 p.m. and noon on every Friday is when it'll lock. So you have to get your picks in by noon on Friday. And then all the picks will be there on the uh, Google Sheet. It'll be in front of you on the page. And, um, yeah, and then you can go through. But the picks will lock around 12 each week. And you go 3 and 3, you go 3 and 3, 6 and 0, oh, yada, yada, yada. So everything yep. will be right there in front of you. Yeah, we'll, we'll update everything as the season goes on. Um now, it is for just our Patreon subscribers, um, and it is $11.70 a month. Get it? 11.7. And we felt like that was a fair amount um, for just the amount of effort and work that Dimitri's doing on the back end uh, of the website um, for us, you know, setting everything up and keeping up updated. So, I mean, what is it? Like a little over $2 a week, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a big grand prize. And then we'll also start, um, like, during the month, We'll start giving out, you know, either merchandise that we make or sponsors always approach us um, about like, hey, what can we do? What kind of giveaways can we do? So if you're in the Patreon, you'll, you'll be able to access giveaways that we do um, and maybe some other smaller contests. Like last year, I know on a Thursday night for one of those SEC Thursday night games, Chinook, Chinook Seeds, the Sunflower Seed Company, they did like whoever can project the final or whoever picks the final score correct in the winner of this Thursday night game. They get a box of seeds and uh, we did that. So we'll do some more fun giveaways this year. year um, huh? Did we do that last year? Yeah, we did. Um, I was oh, talking I to the I didn't remember that. Chinook guys earlier today, actually. So uh, yeah, I mean, but it should be a lot of fun. The survivor contest is very similar. It's the same six weekend series pick or sorry, the same six weekend series, but you just pick one. Like, whichever one you think is a lock, an absolute hammer play, you pick it. 
If they win two out of three, then you move on to the next week. If you don't, then you're eliminated for the year. So last year it came down to the like the very last weekend, and I think there was a tiebreaker. We had a uh, total runs tiebreaker. Total runs tiebreaker. Yep, and it, it, so it came down to a tiebreaker. Uh, it was, it was just a blast to follow. Even for the guys that were eliminated, like they followed it, and you know everybody gave their their comments. But so that's we're gonna do the exact same thing this year, but we want it to be bigger and better. So if you haven't already, you know check us out on Patreon. Um, and the more people that we get signed up, the, you know, the more fun we can do with the grand prize. Like, for example, like I want this to be so big that we can give the two winners also like a $500 airfare gift card, um, uh, to cover travel costs. Cause last year we weren't able to do travel costs. Um, but yeah, it, it it's going to be a lot of fun. That's pretty much it for the Patreon, right? I'm trying to remember if I'm leaving yeah, anything out. Yeah, pretty much it. I mean, they you get access to the Discord. Um, people are always in the Discord talking all year long, talking gambling, talking basic, just fandom things. So the Discord is a great way to keep up with the season. Um, I need to re-download Discord. I just remembered that. I had to delete it for storage. Really? I see mm -hmm. where your priorities are. Yeah, that was <laughs> the off-season. So be it. Anyways, yeah, the Discord. If you, I think it's one dollar a month. It's one dollar a month, and you get access to the Discord, or I don't mean something like that. So, Discord is mm -hmm. a great way. If you if you don't want to pay, you know, eleven seventy for the pickem and stuff, you can still join the Discord. Um, there's a lot of active people in there, so that's a lot of fun. Um, there's different things. Yep, and uh, I guess there is also the there's a fifty dollar a month Patreon give or fifty dollar a month Patreon subscription too. And that's for gambling picks. And so since this year, like last year, I handled all the gambling picks. It was a lot of fun. This year, we're going to try to do uh, maybe like an exclusive Patreon uh, live show type thing. Maybe on like Fridays, if I can, you know, picture it or put in an hour or 30 minutes on a Friday. Anybody that is a $50 a month uh, subscriber, like we can talk about picks. Like we can have yeah, a live chat this and that. So. So we're going to do that. But then also like every single day, like even midweeks, um, if you do the $50 gambling chat or gambling Patreon, dude, I'm sorry. I, my brain is all over the place. I am. I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. I just drank coffee. Probably not smart. But anyways, every single day uh, you'll get picks from me Tuesday, Wednesday, even if there's games Thursday. And uh, last year I started red hot. Then I got ice cold, but I finished the year hot. And what would uh, you say? What would you say you finished? Do you think you finished 30 games over? Like, what would you no, think? No, let's, say you I think, let's just say you picked 100 games. Do you think you got 60, 70? No, I, I lost count. I think I was at like 231 games when I stopped keeping track. Uh, and I was like right around 500. And then I probably went you five or 10 games over 500 from then on out. I mean, dude, it's tough, but like I'm picking underdogs. Like, yeah, I'm you pick a plays. lot of throwing in some some uh, some parlays and you know I know I was probably up on the year but I don't have the exact this year I'll, I'll do a better job of keeping keeping track but it was fun uh, anything else as far as patreon goes because I want to talk about our new merch line that you released Dimitri it's sick uh, so this past week Dimitri was grinding in the lab and started doing some team-specific uh, apparel, T-shirts, pocket tees. And we did pretty well selling. I was, I was impressed, but I still think there's a lot left 
I think there's a lot of people that didn't quite pull the trigger and, and buy. And like I, this is the best college baseball designed merch that you'll find on the internet. And so if you're watching on the YouTube here, Dimitri's about to pull it up and uh, I'll share his screen. But I mean, we're talking, I mean, we have Coastal Carolina, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Oregon, Oklahoma State, Southern Miss, Florida, Tennessee, or sorry, not Tennessee, UT is Texas. But here we go. Um, if you're on the, if you're on the YouTube, here's a better look. But it, what, what are we calling this? Defend, the Defend, uh, Defend Collection. The Defend Collection. So like, as you can see here, here's uh, something that resembles kind of what UNC uh, would look like. I can't Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! We we can't we can't name what. You're right. It was, it was. It's not. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! These this are yeah. Cool, we can't we can't cool say exactly about. what we intended. We just intended for some cool, <laughs> cool logos with some states behind it, um, and possibly what ballpark they might or might not play at. Uh, but it's just wow. Defend the swamp. We got the gate. Are those? Crocodiles? I think they might be crocodiles wearing shorts. I think shorts. they're crocodiles. The, the, the Florida crocodiles or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we have here? Defend the dam. Those are, those are some cool-looking cats with big teeth. And that's either Washington or Oregon. I can't tell what state's behind it. Um, somewhere in the Northwest. <laughs> Let's see what else we have here. Oh, those look like big cows. Big big cows wearing leather jackets, and I, I that state doesn't look familiar. Maybe the maybe the listeners can help me out. But wow, that looks really cool. Defend the dish. Wonder what dish means. This is this one's neat. Oh wow, we have some. <laughs> Defend the brate, and those look like a motorcycle gang, with with hats with hats on. <laughs> And that, that's the state maybe north of Texas. Hmm. But, yeah, these, these are cool designs. we got a bunch of different teams. I think we have nine right now. Uh, we did a couple custom that we sent to some players. Um, and this right here, this is probably our crown jewel. This one sold the most. This one's called the Addictive Product Pocket Tee. We're CWS, don't know what that means, but electric, 56 college baseball games, 11.7 MG, and the warning label, this product contains college baseball. College baseball is an addictive chemical. So, so these just kind of came to us off the top of our head. Um, really nothing else to it. Wow, look at that rake, that rake tee with the forest behind it and the is that a magician hat or is that maybe a, <laughs> a demon's hat? But yeah, dude, our store is sweet. Dimitri does all of this by hand. Um, and wow, here's some stuff from last year that sold pretty well. But yeah, you guys check out our shop. Uh, we'll try to get it to you as before opening day if you're listening to this on, on Monday or Tuesday. And yeah, we'll try to get it to you before opening day, but Every dollar that you know we make profit goes back into 11.7, so we can just continue to give you, um, you know, good, good, good content this year. Some new experiences, and I promise you, we're not getting rich, guys. Maybe it's, it maybe convince some people, cough, cough, some people to not sign with the Boston Red Sox. Who's that? 
some some former employee of ours that we don't um, we don't name names. Mm, Mason. Yeah, Who? we lost Mason. Yeah, we lost Mason. You can say was, it. I'm joking. I'm joking. We've told the story. Yeah, we hired Mason McRae to run our draft board this year. We release it, and then 48 hours later, the Boston Red Sox offer him a job. So we're doing our part. That's our goal with Jack, too. Got to get Jack that. that Jack what, told me to play by play. Else. I'm a rider down kind of guy, man. I, Jack, I'm doing the play by play for the College World Series one day. I'm, I'm just telling you guys now. So hop yeah, on wearing, the bandwagon. Wearing one of those shirts that you just saw. Damn it. Let's go. Yeah, pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Um, all right, we did all our plugs. No sponsors this episode. We are still trying to ink some. We really just want like two good sponsors that we can, you know, promote their stuff. And it's just harder nowadays to get sponsors. Economy's not good. People don't have marketing budgets, even though we're probably the cheapest, uh, you know, cheapest platform to sponsor. I mean, you basically just tell us what you want to pay us, and we'll just be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like we're we're not business savvy people. Just like we will we will freaking ride or die for your company if you sponsor us. But anyways, we're close on a few. It's just I'm over it. We'll figure it out. Um, you got a pencil talk sponsorship. I I can guarantee free Dixon Ticonderogas for life. Outside of that, boys, keep them all. Yeah. Moved. Um, what was last week's? Last week we had Publix Water. We had Zen, yeah. and we had. Pencil talk, Ticonderoga, Ticonderoga, big time. Yeah, this week. Oh, um, I forgot to tell you. I got. I think. I think. Secured a big one. Public subs. Are subs man. They're officially a uh, proud sponsor in partnership of ours. They're the but official not really. sub of eleven point seven. The official sub of eleven point seven. They don't pay us anything. In fact, we pay them uh, and eat their products. But yeah, yeah we, good. we pay them. I think I'm on. Some random week throughout the year, you can get their buffalo chicken tenders on a discount. Um, but yeah, they're the official sub of 11.7. I was actually in a Publix today doing a little grocery shopping, and the, the sub of the week, I believe, was the Boar's Head Ultimate, which is a good choice. So, there's only one choice, Publix. one choice, and one choice only Publix meat yeah. Italian, foot long and white bread. Yeah. That one, um, I will say, I, I, I shouted out. My full-time job, my fundraising job last week, and I actually got three people signed up doing fundraisers for their travel ball teams. So that was good. The team Let's funded right go. here. If you're interested wow. in a fundraiser you, for whatever sport, or, and they reached out. Yeah, I got. I gave them my email, my company email. So Ben at teamfunded.com. Um, we can. There's there's actually two. More, like there's one more person that has two more. Um, like travel ball teams, like a 9U and a 12U that said that they were interested. I emailed them back. I haven't heard back yet, but I imagine we'll probably do something for them too. So, yeah, if you're, if, dude, it doesn't matter if it's the chess club, the dance team, the football team, middle school, high school, college, it doesn't matter. I'll work with anybody. What about it's, esports? Uh, what about esports? E- I, I did an esports one, uh, Savannah High Esports, two weeks ago. And wow. they, they're crushing it. They're crushing it right now. Those kids are. Um, doing good. So yeah, Ben at teamfunded.com and you can work with me personally. I'll, I'll do your fundraising. It's fun. Easy, easy, squeezy. So I guess they can be our sponsor. Um, anyways, I got a baseball in my hand right now. I'm feeling dangerous. It's time to talk baseball. Yeah, let's talk baseball. It's been 20 minutes. Uh, appreciate everybody that listened to us, you know, boast about what we got going on, but 
you know, let's let's start with the Omaha eight. Last year, I think Dimitri, I think it was you last year that got five out of eight or four out of eight. I'm more likely to go 0 for 8 than 5 out of 8. It could have been me. I know one of us did really well. Uh, I was too lazy to look it up. But I, I'm going with a completely different approach this year. I, I think it's too mainstream. I've been looking at every. I follow everybody on college baseball Twitter for the most part. And everybody's been posting their Omaha 8s this week. And it looks like everybody's just copying and pasting the exact same 8. So I will be avoiding all eight of those copy and pasted teams because last year was just too chalk. It was too chalky. Felt like everybody was on LSU and Wake Forest. Um, I just blanked out on who the other chalky teams were. Florida. Florida was chalky. Yeah. Tennessee, chalky. Uh, yeah. Virginia. Kind of chalky. It just felt Arkansas, like all the best teams Arkansas last year. Arkansas always the chalk. If they either make it or, I mean, I'm, I don't want to call them chalky, but Arkansas is always a popular Omaha pick. Yeah. Um, so, how do you guys want to do this? Do you want to go one at a time or do you want us just to read our eight? Reach eight. You start us off, Demetri. I've been talking a lot this episode. I need to take a breather. No, Jack starts us off. Jack, you're a guest. Come on. You leave Boom. us off with your eight. Uh, I'm getting weird, too. I think we've already decided that a mid-major team is going to win the Natty. And in my opinion, I think it's sexier to get a mid-major team in your Omaha 8 correct. So if I go one for eight, but my one is a mid-major, that it feels like a gigantic win. So That counts as five. That right. counts as five. Yeah. I've been heavily top-loaded, uh, and I'm also heavily biased. So I've made it very clear since being a guest on this podcast, if you want me to pick you, all you got to do is pay for me to come and broadcast and tell your team story. It's really that simple, honestly. Um, all right, my Omaha 8 in order. I'll go ahead and get my uh, bias picks out of the way. Uh, the University of Tennessee, saying Rocky Top all the way on back to Omaha. Tony Vitello is the most uh, – Henny Tenney. Yeah, he's the, he's the most gorgeous man in sports. He's GQ as hell. Uh, they got better – uh, Drew Beam's up to 98 on Friday nights. They got their horse. I think their offense is deep. Tennessee back to Omaha. Felt like last year was one of the not. I don't want to say worse, but was one of their not as dominant teams. And they made a run. I think their standard is Omaha. I think they get back. Um, South Carolina, the Gamecock podcast and the Pencil Talk takeover comes this week. It's the most dominant, complete one through nine offense in baseball. I think there's some question marks on the mound, and I think they'll be answered. I think Roman Kimball's a guy that hasn't done a baseball in two years. I think he's going to be really good on the front end. Give me the yard, Cox. Give me Mark Kingston. I think they go back and restore a little bit of 2010-2011 magic. Um, all right, my other buys picks. Troy. Troy Trojans, here's my first mid-major. Their pencil talk takeover will start next week. Skylar Mead, here's a fun fact for her that we drop on the pod. Skylar Mead was an assistant at five different universities. Now at Troy, as a pitching coach, Skylar Mead has broken the single-season strikeout record at every school he's been at. The guy is a freak. Troy's nasty as shit on the mound. They had the number four strikeout-to-walk ratio in the country this year. They throw fast. They hit bombs and quite literally what he told me. Troy's in Omaha. Four, I go back to my pencil talk takeover from November, Northeastern. I've been saying CAA is a top five conference in baseball. 
I've got two mid-majors all already in, and that's four. Um, now I'll rattle off my last four. They're a little bit chalky as well, but I'm feeling frisky. LSU goes back and Wake Forest goes back. Everyone in the world thinks they're going back. I think Wake's pitching staff is just wildly, wildly stupid. I think that they potentially have three first-rounders on the weekend. So there's my one chalk pick. I think Texas in the Big 12 is kind of frisky. Um, I also am trying to get them on the and there's a little bit of bias there. So that's my seven. And then eight, I go to another mid-major. It's the fucking Gauchos, baby. Let's go. UCSB, we had to get a West Coast team in there. I needed a little West Coast bias. And if it didn't go mid-major, I wouldn't be sticking to my guts. I think Matt Agee's that guy. I think he could be a sleeper. Uh, I don't think he wins the Golden Spikes, but I think in – uh, mid 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 May, you go, man. This guy's been really good this year, thirteen and one with a two seventy RA. He's gonna get some votes. Um, so yeah, I got three mid majors. I got a little bit of chalk with LSU and Wake, but I just think they're that good. Um, Texas is my Big Twelve team, um, but Troy Northeastern UCSB. Let's ride the mid majors to Omaha, baby. You know, I'm kind of mad that you did three mid majors there because for a second. Like as you were talking, I was like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna completely forget about my board and just go eight mid majors and post <laughs> that graphic, um, because half the people would understand and like get the joke. The other half would be freaking furious. Like oh, just absolutely. Oh, oh my god! Like, ben thinks no SEC teams are gonna make it. What a clown! What a clown! No, and you know what? My least favorite phrase is, and I probably shouldn't be saying this because now everybody's gonna tweet it at me. But this guy doesn't know ball. This is like. Bro, dude, that is the most annoying phrase of all time. Wait, this what? guy doesn't know ball. Oh, he doesn't know ball. I, I love. He doesn't that. know ball. Like because ball. you know the guy, you know the guy who doesn't say this guy doesn't know ball. Like truthfully, in all honesty, doesn't know fucking ball, and is like actually mad at you. Like in real life, like that is a real life. I'm mad at Ben statement. Because uh, the beauty is, I bet half the coaches in the countries don't know what the fuck they're going to be able to roll out on Friday. Exactly. No, hundred percent. But I've talked to a bunch of coaches recently over the last couple of weeks, and like most of them, actually, I don't even know if one of them has told me their weekend rotation yet. They're just they like, hey, know. we're trying to figure it out. Like, we're trying to figure this out right now. They're like, we know what one guy's got, you know, in the tank and what he's capable of, but we're still fighting for our Saturday Sunday guy. So most schools have two. Most schools roll into so this past weekend would have been their final weekend of inter squad for preseason. You know who your Friday guy is because your Friday and Saturday guy usually throw on Friday. Saturday, two guys that start the scrimmage are going to be your two guys that are fighting for that final Sunday spot. One of them might be, end up being the midweek, the other one, whatever. Then Sunday starters are usually freshmen that could end up being really good or becoming a weekend guy or a weekday starter three weeks down the road from now, two weeks from the road. But most usually have Friday, Saturday, but Sunday's always up for grabs until the very end. For sure. I, LSU won the Natty last year, and, like, half the guys that dominated in Omaha were non-factors until, like, late May. Like, no one had heard of Riley Cooper. Now they're going to build him a fucking statue in Baton Rouge. Like, no one heard of Nate Ackenhaus. He threw, like, 17 innings all year, and he went six Half of them, half of them like, thought Thatcher heard and needed to go find a new place to play. Right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so they don't fucking know. All right. My Omaha 8. Last year, I, I, I dog shit this team all year. I didn't think they were going to do it. Wake Forest is going to be back. Mm -hmm. they, they feel like that team that 
was so damn close. They're going to get back. I think they're going to get back. There's no way this team missed it. They're just too talented. They're going to have a home. They're going to be at home the whole way through. Um, so Wake Forest, number two, Oregon State. There's nobody competing with them out on the West Coast. You put them in a super regional, they're going to be at home. I mean, it's going to be really bad luck for some team to get put out there that's going to be in their way. Um, TCU. Ooh, I don't good. like this pick. I don't like this pick, but I really – this team goes back to Omaha. They find themselves in Omaha, and they've been missing it for too long. So I think they get back. They've been out for, what, the last three, Ben, last four? Uh, let's see. The last time – shoot, was it 20? 2019 with Mississippi State was there? I mean, 2021. Sorry, sorry. 2021, Mississippi State won it all, yeah. Yeah, was TCU there? No. So they, they haven't been since COVID? They went last year. TCU? Oh, yeah, my God. Oh, Indiana my State. God. They beat Indiana State. Duh. Duh. I, yeah. I thought you were just assuming. Like, I thought you already no, said No, no, no. I was being stupid. I was being stupid. They went last year. Beat Indiana State. Anyway, they were I also in, like, back. 2017 as yeah. well. But I'll, I'll double check. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Still sticking with that. Wake Forest, Oregon State, TCU. Arkansas, I think the Hogs go back, and I think this could be the year that they finally do it. Florida, they were same thing. They're similar with Wake Forest. I mean, they lost. They just got outbeat in the in the uh, in the final series. Kalianone, if he pitches a little bit better, that game could completely go a different way. But LSU was not losing that series. Um, but I mean, dude, they won a game like seventeen to four. Like that's how good they were. They just couldn't string yeah. it for two wins. Um, I think they go back. So we've got Wake, Oregon State, TCU, Arkansas, and Florida. And now here's where the fun begins. It says pretty chalky. I've got a team that nobody's talking about. Florida State. I walked. I went through their scrimmage highlight. They've got two dudes pumping 100. They've got Cam Leiter. They've got um, Whitaker. They've got... Another dude, their pitching staff is loaded. And then Cam Smith hit like a 450 foot bomb, 115 off the bat. This team is going to be really good this year. And I think For sure. And they have a little Mike, Mar Mike Martin magic. Mike Martin magic. Hey, man. Like this team, I think don't, people don't realize they're going to be, I think they're going to be really good. All right. Final two. I crossed this team out. I wrote them down, crossed them out, wrote them down, crossed them out, wrote them down again. That's how flip-floppy I'm on this team. So I'm going to give you the first one. UC Irvine. The Eaters are going to Omaha. Everyone is on Santa Barbara. This is the team you want. You want the Ant Eaters from Irvine, California. All right, final one. It came down to three teams. Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Northeastern. Those were the three teams I couldn't decide on which. I'm scared that... Northeastern is going to get put in too tough of a regional, whether they have to go to Wake Forest, where they have to go somewhere. They're going to get put in a hard super to get to Omaha. I think they can win the regional. Super is where, hey, the big boys play in super regional. Tennessee, I don't want to be that guy that picks Tennessee to go back to Omaha again, but I really do like them there. So I think I'm going to go with a team that I least believe that's going to make it, and it's the Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> Look, everybody's sleeping on Vanderbilt. They still run the most professional 
I mean, program. maybe unless somebody else has changed recently, but as far as like just professional, everybody looks the same, more of like a military mindset with Tim Corbin. You're right. Like Vanderbilt would not shock me one bit if they made it. You just don't know what you're going to get out of them this year. That's all. There's, there's some questions. They have, they have like six guys that all could be their weekend starter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just some question marks with the team this year. But, but, but they have six guys that are good enough to be weekend starters for them. So I know. I'm going to say it again. Good problem to they have. just have some question marks. Like, they don't know it's who the weekend rotation is. What the hell are you talking about? It's a good I'm not saying it's a mark. problem. I say it's a question mark. You're framing him like it's a problem. No, I'm saying that once they get it all figured out, if they get it figured out, they'll be fine. Dude, why are you so confrontational, man? I have I have a question that I think could spark debate. Uh, how do we feel about the nickname Vandy Boys, though? Well, it's okay. It's okay. They they did it a long time ago. Like the yeah. Vandy Boys have been around for a while, so it's starting to become. It's like they're like, like a retro. It's like their Instagram. Like, yeah, and I think it might be their Twitter tag too. Vandy boy, that's, that's the Vandy boy. I am not a fan. Why? I don't know. Just because you're some closeted Tennessee fan now with Tony Vitello holding your pocket. Yeah, here's the deal. I think you need to get humbled and checked a little bit. Payroll for Tony Vitello. Dimitri, it's not closeted, buddy. It's very outwardly spoken. If the right. Vandy boys. Want me to hold on to the boys' pocket? I'll very much so do it. But I Maybe I should make a graphic and put it on a T-shirt: Tony Vitello and you walking behind him, holding his pocket like tea bag from Prison Break. Uh, Would be worse places to hold on to. I got to tell you. <laughs> well, we're going there this episode. Okay, it's going off the rails. Love it. <laughs> good to know that we have a Tennessee fan on this podcast now. No, well, that's good. Maybe they, maybe Jack can defend me against Vol Twitter because they just attacked me for no reason. They did it all last year, and I was like, "Bro, I picked you guys to win the SEC." Passionate <laughs> so did about I. and I got flamed because I put out a video that didn't put a certain person in a good light. I was just highlighting the situation. They freaking attacked me like rabid dogs. Vol Twitter's scary, man. Very scary. scary. All right, so you got? Did you finish your eight? I'm done. That was my eight. Um, Florida State, Wake Forest, Oregon State, UC Irvine, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Florida. Okay. So I'm going to put out my Omaha 8 here. And only people that listen to the pod or watch the YouTube are going to understand why I'm doing this. I, I mentioned it earlier. I'm so tired of the copy and pasted. Everything looks the same. We're all going to have these four SEC teams and, you know, Wake Forest and add in you know, Coastal Carolina, like everybody thinks that they're on to something. So I'm not going to pick any team that I've seen on a graphic yet. Anywhere. For I'm Omaha. Close. And I guarantee you I have more right than what everybody else has wrote. I'm willing and to make that. I hate doing what I just did, but. Yeah, no, but there won't be any Wake Forest. There won't be any Florida, no LSU, no Arkansas. I didn't no go with LSU. No, well, but don't I'm you saying like Arkansas to win it because of your geography, uh, latitude, longitude guy. Yeah, I did go on SEC Unfiltered, hosted by Chris Phillips, good friend of mine. I uh, went on his pod last Thursday night, and I did announce that I do think Arkansas is going to win the national championship. So, like, that is my national championship pick. Yeah. Uh, and if you so want my real Omaha more. eight, huh? So go with seven other ones. No. 
No, uh, no, like, no, no. This is, this is just going to be different. You can't, you can't no, mark I, no, but I'm saying this is only straight for everybody that's listening to the pod or watching on YouTube. Like, I will go ahead and say Arkansas is my national championship pick. Um, there is going to be a big future on them at plus 1100 that like will be done. But for the graphic purposes, like, I'm trying to stir up some. I, I want people getting. to do a little double take and be like, Ben, what are you smoking, dude? Like, why? But these teams are all good, too. Like, they're not just – I'm not throwing Albany, the Great Danes, in Omaha. That's not happening. Fuck, I forgot to put Long Island in mind. Can we go back? Damn it. You can you can add them as your ninth team. First team Keep out. Going. Keep going. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. So, I'm doing my Omaha 8, and these are teams you will not see on the graphic, but good teams. I mean, on anybody else's graphic. So, we're going to start off with Texas Tech. I love the Red Raiders. People are sleeping on Texas Tech big time this year. I think they're going to be very talented. Gavin Cash is probably one of the most pure hitters in America, and you've never heard his name. So I like Texas Tech. You have a question, Dimitri. I saw you raise your hand. I just said you said nobody's ever heard of him. I said I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, And I also want to say – kind of piggybacking off the Arkansas pick, I really do think Dallas Baptist gets there this year, and I really do think UC Santa Barbara. But no, 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 Dimitri, those are not official picks for this graphic. Oh. I'm just saying, if, if I had to make a real Omaha 8, Dallas Baptist and Santa Barbara would be in there with Arkansas and probably some other chalky teams. But I'm going to go ahead and say there's a team here that – was really, really good two years ago. Last year, they played a tough schedule. They they just I don't really know an excuse for it. They couldn't score runs. They couldn't win at home. Uh, but Georgia Southern will be making a trip to Omaha this year. Yeah. The Georgia Southern Eagles are yeah. legit. The more I look into them, the more I like them. And I think that they could easily, not easily, but I think I like them just as much as Coastal, just as much as Troy, just as much as Southern Miss. And nobody's talking about the Golden Eagles. Or not Golden Eagles. Wow. I, I said Southern Miss. I'll tell you, Golden Eagles. Southern, the Georgia Southern Eagles, who hosted the regional two years ago. Come out. Is Texas Tech your first one? Yeah, yeah. so Texas Tech, right, Georgia now, Southern. I'm on the same page now. Yep. Um, so Texas Tech, Georgia Southern. That's one, two. Not They're not going to be the one and two overall seeds. I'm just saying – they're teams that could make it to Omaha, and nobody's talking about them. Number three, Indiana. I'm still surprised a week before the season why Indiana is not the favorite to win the Big Ten. They are the best team in the Big Ten. I'm so tired of the flashy, Brody Brecht was throwing 102 what, miles what an hour. What did Iowa do to you? What did the Hawkeyes do to you? Something pissed you off because you, you would be normally high in a team like this. I was high on them last year. I liked them last year. I picked them to beat LSU in my gambling picks. Um, they did. And they did. Yeah, no, I, I liked Iowa last year. I think they're going to be good this year. But you look at, like, the back end of the bullpen for Indiana, and you look at their starting lineup, and, like, this is a team that's actually built to win in the postseason. Like, you guys are going to have to trust me on this. But they're old. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt they it. They got good stuff. And it's just, like, I think the Vegas bookmakers were – reading the headlines and doing this and that. And I always got te- like team USA guys and blah, blah. I think Indiana is a better overall team and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to keep up with the big 10. Um, but I'm adding Indiana 
going back for the first time since 2014 or 15, sometime in there. But they did make it to Omaha. Oh, excuse me. I'm about to burp, but I'm going to try not to in the mic. All right. Fourth team. The Auburn Tigers, led by Ike Irish. Um, Auburn's a team we're getting used to. We're getting used to seeing them in Omaha. Like last year was a little bit of a surprise because I think they made it two of the three years before that. Um, Now, this is a total shot in the dark, but every year it seems like there's an SEC team that's much better than what people are saying uh, preseason-wise. Someone that's at the bottom, like projected to finish in the bottom, and they end up hosting a Super Regional or making it to Omaha. So I think out of the, the bottom four teams of Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Missouri, I think Auburn is going to be the best of those four. So taking a shot in the dark with Auburn. Number five, this was going to be Florida State. Dimitri is already talking about Florida State, so I pivoted. Georgia Tech's going to be a lot better this year. Georgia Tech has the number one high school recruiting class, I believe, from last year. They also brought in a good bit from the transfer portal and a new pitching coach this year, which that's what's been holding them back for the last four or five years. You know, they would score 10 runs a game but give up 11. Um, and I'm just putting my – this is a total another total shot in the dark, but I'm projecting that the new pitching coach is going to have the staff ready um, and, you know, they do have star power. Like, they have hey, legitimate star power. So you give me know Georgia Tech. about Georgia Tech pitching staff that I'm really a fan of? What's that? They got a new pitching coach. They got a director of pitching analytic who's a good friend of mine, Jason Richmond. Shout out to him. I think it's Will Taylor. Will something Taylor. He was the pitching coach at Georgia State, and then he went somewhere else. He's a really good dude. Pitching coach, my friend um, Jason Richmond came from USC Aiken, doing like director of pitching, director of pitching, and then they brought back the big dog, Deck McGuire. Do you remember him? I do remember the name. I don't know Dex him personally. McGuire is but... back. I think he's the bullpen coach and also pitching assistant, something like that. And then they've got another guy who's in charge of like other video and the analytical stuff for the coaches to look at and all that. So they revamped, completely revamped their outlook and their development on pitching because Danny Hall basically knew I'm either going to be forced into retirement or I'm going to get fired if I don't get this pitching staff turned around because it's been pretty bad lately. Yeah, 100%. Um, have I said – okay, wait. So I've said Georgia Tech, Indiana, Texas. They're written out but just scattered Texas across Tech, the paper. Georgia Southern, Indiana, Auburn, Georgia Tech. So that's five, right? Yep. Three more. Okay. So the three left. Um, the other ACC team that I think is going to surprise a lot of people is Louisville. Um, another team, Dan McDonald does a good job. He he's like one of the few, in my opinion, uh, one of the few head you know, head coaches, whatever you want to call them. Um, I guess you can't say manager, but head coaches that constructs his team pretty similar every year. Like he he knows the build of the players that he wants. Uh, most of them are power speed guys last year did not pan out, but you look at it like he's had something like 11, I think 11 first round draft picks over the last um, like eight years, seven years. And, you know, there's going to be possibly one this year. So I don't know. I, I think Louisville people are forgetting about, they dominated the ACC or maybe not dominated, but won a ton of games in the ACC for a long time. And like last year was a down year for him. So, Similar to like Florida State, 
big bounce back year here for 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 Louisville. Um, so two left, right? I, I only have one more written down. I forgot who it was, who the last team was. Um, wait, do I have two left or one left? Because two. two left. They're they're like scattered on my paper here. Um, <laughs> kind of like how your brain is picking these. No, I know. Hold on, boys. Hold on, everybody. Let's do a little filler. There was another Big 12 team. Oh, um, no, it wasn't a Big 12 team. I had you, to liked Florida, you liked Florida State, but you pivoted because you wanted to go fade. I know. Now I got to pull it back up on my phone. Hang tight. Hang tight. Let's let's do a little filler. Yeah, you've got Texas Tech, Georgia Southern, Indiana, Auburn, Georgia Tech, and Louisville. Oh, UCLA was one. Okay. That was the one that I did not no write down. No way you're doing this. What? <laughs> no way you're doing this with the UCLA thing again. They I do it every year. Every year. I do. Um, wow. I, listen, UCLA, obviously on paper, Oregon State is the best team in the conference, followed by you know, a group between Oregon, Stanford, um, UCLA is in that conversation. You, a lot of people are high on USC this year, too. Uh, I know. Which, I, know. Kinda, I mean, I haven't bought into USC yet. Like, I haven't. I got to see it first. It was kind of like when Wake Forest back in 2021, hey. everybody was buying in and talking about it. And the year, bef- a couple years before they got, like, known. But... Yeah, I mean, I think what Stank, Coach Stankowitz is doing. Huh? Can I make a hot take here? No, hold on. Let me finish my thought. But what I think Coach Stankowitz is doing at USC is good. Uh, he's been a proven winner everywhere he's been. I just got to see it on the field first. I, uh, I, I just, it's weird for me not to see UCLA, like a top five overall team going into the preseason. Like, it feels every year they're in the top five. Everybody's high on them. This year, nobody's talking about them. So. I'll take my chances with USC or sorry, UCLA. My hot take was going to be Cal will finish in front of the USC in the Pac-12 standings this year. Cal will be good too. They have uh, they have a lot and of. They are better there. than USC. Yep. And then uh, my last team, the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm the only one shouting from the rooftops. I wanted to save them for last. Two teams from the state of Georgia. No three. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Three teams. Yeah, three teams from the state of Georgia. <laughs> the well, dude, remember, this is not my actual Omaha 8. I, I will come out with my actual Omaha 8. It's just so chalking. And nobody wants to hear about the same 8 to 12 teams that everybody's talking about. Uh is going to be really good this year. Um, Wes Johnson comes over from LSU. He's the one that pretty much perfected Paul Skeens. Um, Paul Skeens comes, the transfers from Air Force. He's a good prospect, but he's throwing low 90s. Uh, one offseason with him, and he's jumping up five, six miles an hour, becomes the most dominant pitcher that we've probably ever seen at the college level. And now he gets to do it with a very skilled, uh, still talented Georgia uh, pitching staff. Uh, They just haven't, they don't have the numbers to show for it. So it's going to be a big project. Maybe this isn't the year for Georgia um, to win a national championship, but this could be a huge step in the right direction, similar to like the first year Vitello was there, like just change the culture uh, figure out who your guys are, and then if they're not one of your guys, they'll hit the portal and he'll bring in who he wants. Um, but yes, George is going to be really good this year, fellas. Maybe, maybe not Omaha, but I'm going out on a limb and saying I'll be the only one that has that big Georgia G on the on the Omaha eight graphic, and people are going to be like, "What is this guy smoking?" But Auburn, Georgia, 
they'll be the two teams from the SEC in, in Omaha. All right. I have two things to say. First, you know that meme where the guy is covering the people with the arrows coming in his back? That's yeah. me. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna defend you like that tomorrow. When this graphic goes out and everyone is trashing you, I'm gonna stand there and protect you. Because Thank you don't you. deserve that. You went out on a limb. If you if you I, I really hope you go eight for eight on these picks so you can just slam dunk on everything. I'm not even these. asking for eight of eight. I'm just asking for more than what everybody else has. Okay. Because if everybody just feels like they have the answers. I know, to the and I I'm changing one of mine already. I'm s I don't like it at all. Do it. Do you remember when Tennessee lost to Notre Dame two How years can ago? I forget. How can I forget? I lost How can a lot anybody of money forget, right? Wake <laughs> Forest is not making it to Omaha this year. All right. Cross them out. You see this? You said Wake, right? Cross them out. Wake? Yeah, it's in Wake. Okay. I have a new team. The Demon Deacons are out. <laughs> the Duke, Duke Blue Devils are in. Duke, okay. Dude, I like it. Here's yeah. the deal. Here's why. Here's why I like that pick, because Ben, Indiana, and Dimitri now Duke, both for the brand, come this weekend. Takeovers with the Hoosiers and the Blue Devils coming this weekend. So we're all on board with those boys. Yeah, and you're going to be there in uh, Myrtle Beach for that coastal tournament. Boots on or flops on the ground, as you say. Um, so if you're going to be out in the tournament, go hit up Jack. Uh, he'll do a little pencil talk interview with you. And I know you got some a lot of players and coaches lined up, but. You'll make time. You'll make time for everybody else. I'm sure. Duh. Let's go. Are you guys? Are you guys with me here? Tennessee Dude. heartbroken, shot on home turf by the nerds from South Bend. <laughs> the nerd from Durham, North Carolina, are gonna shock the Wake Forest Demon Deacons in that super regional. I can just see it. I can just see it. They're going to be so you're, you're like thing. projecting the super regional right now. You think Duke and Wake Forest will match up in the super I, I, regional? Just for just for content. Now somebody hey, clip this up. and save it until end of May because we got to figure that. I guess June. Here's save it what, until June. But then here's what you made a really strategic content decision tonight, and this is a learning opportunity for myself. You just picked eight teams, and one of them's going to be there. All you got to do is just go clip the one-minute segment of the eight yeah. teams. They don't call you Big Swing and Dick Ben Upton in college baseball for a reason. <laughs> you let it hang on. Stop, stop it. Stop it. It's Unbelievable. Benny Ballgame. Benny Ballgame. Ball like ball That's what they yeah. called me. Um, but, yeah, you're right, Jack. I mean, it just takes one of these eight teams to make it. And then you look back and be like, wow, he said this on February 12th. Guys, a genius. it's a power move. I went for the brand. I went bias. I it was a it was a dumb homer around of eight. Uh, you let it hang, and you'll be the genius when one of those teams goes. If you get two right, you're gonna be fucking on top of the world. That's what I'm saying, man. All I, all I gotta do is just get more than like I had the eight teams written down. Or there was like twelve teams that were just kind of recycled, um, and everybody's Omaha eight. I was just sick and tired of seeing it. Like, I was tired of seeing those logos. Like, sure, they might be the best teams on paper. It gets old. It gets really old. It gets old so fast. Like, I'm tired of seeing the Arkansas, Florida, LSU, Tennessee. Uh, I mean, it's just, I'm tired of it. But here's, here's where you're right, too, and I think you mentioned it. Even, like, my sleepers, my mid-majors, like, I hate 
that I did it Northeastern, and now everyone's got Northeastern in the top 25. Like, that's not good for right. the Huskies. I, I met Matt Agee in, in Team USA in Charleston last summer, and I'm like, I'm, dude, I'm in love with the Gauchos. Met their pitching coach, who was an awesome dude, and I'm like, I'm all over the Gauchos. But now everyone's like, oh, you, wait till you see us. Well, well to be fair, everybody knew the Gauchos were going to be really good this year. But are yeah, they? But like, yeah, we but don't know. All, all suck balls now. I mean, it's mid-major. Like you don't know. No, I agree. I agree. But you know what I mean. Like, I, I'm just weird, every man. team I picked, I've interviewed. So like, I'm I, I'm a homer. I love that. I love it. You're for the brand, baby. But Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. At least four SEC teams have made it to Omaha the last like five tries, right? That feels right. Yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. And I'm sitting here counting. I've got one, two, three. And I just feel like it's not enough. It's never enough. It, if they take over all the fucking SEC Invitational. Well, the SEC has 14 teams in it, and eight of them are preseason ranked. So over half. And then you, like, you look at the other six, and you're like, ah, like Auburn could two be of them, Two of the three national, Two of the last three national champions are two of the teams that are not ranked. Right. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Auburn, Auburn. Georgia, and... No, is Auburn? Auburn is ranked. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah. Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Georgia, and um, or is it nine? Is it Kentucky? Kentucky's not ranked. Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Kentucky that's it. Kentucky might be ranked, boys. No, they're not. They? Kansas State, South Carolina, Kansas State, Northeastern, UCLA, Texas Tech, Iowa, Alabama, Coastal, Santa Barbara, yada yada. Kentucky and okay. Ranked. Yeah. So yeah, I do. Let me let me let me say one more thing. I'm so tired of a (laughs) hundred different top twenty fives out there. Oh, so bullshit! I hate it. What are you tired? Give us everything you're tired of right now. There's a lot. There's a lot in college baseball right now that I maybe it's because I'm a bitter man now. I'm I'm seven years removed from playing college baseball. Graduated in 2017. (laughs) uh, Mercer Bears' biggest disappointment season. Uh, we should have won the conference. We should have won a regional that year. Didn't even make it to one. So anyway, seven years in, it's the same recycled shit every single week. It, it's like someone's got to be creative and like somebody's got to like stand out and like say something that you're not re- like read something else other than D1 baseball. Like they, those guys do a great job. Um, and like I love Kendall and the D1 staff to death. How do you really feel? Yeah, like they do great stuff, but everybody reads the same preseason articles. Everybody does this, like reads the same fall reports, and nobody does research on their own. I like I read the same things everybody else does, and yeah, I can see why everybody likes these eight teams or these twelve teams. But go back and like read other things, or, or I don't know, look at last year's stats, who they're returning, who they lost. Um, it's just. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just. No, no. Tell us how you really feel. I love it. Thirty more seconds, Ben. Let it all out. It's Everybody's just unoriginal, man. And all of the dick riders. We do some things that are unoriginal too, but we try to mix it up with some new, fun, exciting things. And I'm not saying we're the best because we're not. I mean, we just we do things on our own terms. And there needs to be more people like that. Like there needs to be more people that are focused on the grand, like don't be so close-minded like don't be so narrowly focused don't try to be right in everything it's okay to be wrong it's okay to have wrong opinions 
Like they, every other sport has it. Like Stephen A. Smith made a living being wrong <laughs> and just having these hot takes. There is no Stephen A. Smith in college baseball. Everybody's the same buttoned up. Like, oh yeah, I like Wake Forest. They have six guys that throw ninety-five plus and they throw strikes with armside run, and they'll throw their cover <laughs> with a two-zero count. And it's like, dude, I just heard Johnny with three followers on Twitter just tweet that. Like, I, everybody's tweeting the same thing. I will say, I will say, I'm not claiming to be Stephen A. Smith, but a lot of people do not like me. Apparently, <laughs> there's a Reddit, and they always say, I love Ben Upton and the 11.7 guy. Dimitri is a hard listen. Dude, I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to work it's on because it. I'm Dimitri, just a hard but it's listen. Not, it's not your fault. Everybody's just so accustomed to one way of doing college baseball. And like one way, like they have to hear a certain thing about their team only. And if you don't say that one thing, then they hate you. They're like, oh, he has no idea what he doesn't know ball. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, bro, there's 301 teams. Like, I don't want anyone to like me. So I, I will gladly take the Stephen A. Smith role. Even by the way, by the way, I am not claiming to be even close to Stephen A. Smith. I'm not claiming to be as cool as him. I'm not claiming any of those things. That's not so there's a guy that I'm willing to do, I'm willing to be it because I don't care what people think about me. Like, I, what I do like about all three of us, and a big reason why we brought Jack along is because he's not afraid to say what's on his mind, he's not afraid to ask the different questions um, and, and spice things up. But we could do a whole podcast on the Lemoyne Dolphins, like an hour long podcast, and <laughs> nobody's willing to do that. Like, we could do it starting right after this. And just tell you everything about division, the new Division One team, the Lemoyne Dolphins, in somewhere in New York. Uh, they play at uh, what, what's their stadium? It's like Dick something stadium. It's really funny, Dick Hardwood or something. Oh, by the way, defend the Dick, the Florida State Seminole. You gotta add it. Yeah, that's good. But not the Florida State. You can't say the Florida State yeah. part. Yeah. What? It would just be a tribe defend in the Florida. Dick. I know, but you can't say the FSU part. Yeah. FSU. We'll get a little cease and desist. What FSU part? Exactly. Some school <laughs> name oh, after oh, tribe. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, if for all the new listeners out there, we're the sometimes way, we're way too transparent and like we gotta tone it back some, but um this is this is our show. We we go off the rails, we talk about things that uh um, the fighting dicks. Yeah, we just we're brainstormers. That's all we are. Um, but we're, we're an hour in. Let's do our Golden Spikes draft. It's going to be a tr traditional snake draft. And like I'll go first. Dimitri will go second. Jack will go third, fourth. Dimitri fifth. Me sixth, seventh. So we're going to make three picks of guys we think are going to win the Golden Spikes. And then we'll give on the fourth round, final round, we'll give a dark horse. Somebody that is not listed on the FanDuel um, Golden Spikes watch list or whatever. And in fact, Golden Spikes came out with their own watch list that we can go off of too. Somebody that's not on the preseason, whatever. And I mean, I have a really good pick for that. So I hope, hopefully you guys came prepared. But anyways, let's dive into it. I'll go first. Golden Spikes draft. I'm telling you guys who's going to win it right now, and it's Tommy White. Yeah. Fuck. Tommy White is going to win the Golden Spikes, and I'll tell you why. Not only does he have... I might have said this on the podcast already, so, I mean, previous podcasts, but not only does he have a freshman and a sophomore year campaign that not only got him a lot of attention, but, like, he's got accolades that 
nobody else returning for the third year has. Maybe Nick Kurtz. I have to double check his freshman year, but Tommy White, home runs, RBIs, batting average, slugging percentage, OPS, uh, leadership, whatever. But it's it's the intangibles that he has that I think a lot of people don't have, and that's the look. I mean, we're talking tiger arm or tar, t- tiger tattoo on his arm, gold chain, long hair, swaggy, outspoken. Um, like he is the real spark factor that will get him a lot of attention, especially coming back from you know, the reigning national champions. Everything is lined up for Tommy White to win the Golden Spikes. He had over 100 RBIs last year, and he missed 10-plus games with a shoulder injury. He was playing hurt. I know, Jack, that's your guy right there, but I love Tommy White. This will be his team. It's not going to be Dylan Cruz's team. It's not going to be Paul Skeen's team. It's not going to be Trey Morgan's team. Now it's his turn. Like He is going to be in Baton Rouge, hitting in the three-hole, and just raking in RBIs and home runs. I love Tommy White. So are we doing this in the draft to try to see who actually ends up with the winner at the end of the year? Or are we just picking like people we like? Just take tax. Obvious pick here. There's only one obvious pick for me to take here. Do it. Yeah, we're trying to see who can actually get the golden spikes. Just take them. So just we got to draft it based on potential rather than just people we like and stuff. Yeah, take right, them. right, right. Okay, so then I got to take Jack Kelly on here. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, everybody knows who he is. I'm, I don't need to explain anything. He throws hard. He hits hard. And he does both, whatever. That's it. Are the expectations yeah. too high for him though this year? Are people going to be disappointed with a four or five, like a four point five ERA, uh, like a He's nine and four record, and twenty, and he hits twenty four homers instead of thirty three? Like, are people going to be disappointed in that? No, because if because if he finishes the four ERA in Florida, makes Omaha and he has twenty two home runs, how can you be mad? No, I'm, I just think last year he might have set the expectations too high. Yeah, because people are going to pitch around him. He's going to get walked more. He should have won it last year. I'm going to make that clear and like throw it on the table. I think he should have won it last year. He was the most outstanding co- or amateur baseball player in the country. Lead the league, lead the country in homer and be pitching game three of the national championship in Omaha. That's how much they trusted him. That's how good he is on the mound. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, come on. Come on. He should have won the gold spikes. But anyway, right. yeah. Yeah, I got to take him there. Good All right, pick. Jack, you get two picks here. Yeah, I think I think I love y'all. So you, t- you snaked my Tommy White. I still think at plus fourteen hundred on Fanduel, like that is insane. Like I, I think it's right. insane that he's not in the top three. Um, I, uh, you, you've altered my strategy. I'll take Kurtz. I'll take Kurtz. I think uh, I got to be really careful the way I say his name this year. Right. Um, Dick Dick Hurt. Uh, Who? Dick Hurt. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Kurtz. I think the guy's in hitting in front of him. I think he'll he'll finish with a shit ton of RBIs. Like you could see him finish with maybe the most RBIs in the country. Um, it's a it's an advantageous lefty ballpark. I mean, he's gonna hit twenty five plus Jimmy's again. I think so not having going to Winston Salem and beat them to go to Omaha. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he doesn't get to hundred RBIs because he doesn't get to Omaha with Demetrius Pick. I'm all on board with that. Um, but I do think no Brock Wilkin maybe hurts him a little bit. That's why I think he's maybe a little bit too high right now. But I'll take Kurtz. Um, and then give me Chase Burns. I, I think Burns has a Paul Skeens-esque year. Like, I you really do. My two, you just took my two picks. Well, you but you t- maybe we'll work out a trade. Because I like Tommy. Well, Tommy White, I just actually. Nope, not giving up Tommy White. Not giving him up. And I'm sitting steadfast with my boy Chase Burns. I think he is uh, Paul Skeens 2.0 this year. Give him in the factory. If it works as a starter, he's going to be 1-1 in the draft. Uh, Have you Jason. seen his numbers in this pre-spring? 
can have you did you guys see the video i tweeted it out um or someone i can't remember who i reposted it from but someone with wake their head coach behind the dish with him on the mound just pumping 100 miles per hour i, I mean can you imagine throwing 100 miles per hour and your head coach getting behind the dish throwing 93 mile per hour sliders I mean, if the guy fouls the ball off and it squares your head coach up in the face he'll be concussed for two weeks but but nobody fouls him off, so like fuck. So why why don't you give this same sympathy and respect for umpires? They deserve more sympathy and respect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but I I just didn't like him very much. See, that, that's, 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 that's the problem I have. People are freaking out about head coach Wake Forest gets behind the dish. How brave and how wow! Just what a great job. Umpire does it fifty six games a year. No respect. To be honest, I missed that video. Was when was it tweeted? Saturday. Oh, did you really? I missed it. Yeah. What is anyway, it? Chase Burns. Is he, does he have gear on? Does he have like? Yeah, yeah he was fully on? protected, dude. Like, okay, I, dude. Yeah. I, for a second, I was like, man, was he just like raw dogging it back then? No, no, no got gear on on a knee. Like, took a knee. Wow. Anyway, um, Chase Burns, ten inning, no run, twenty K, pretty, pretty. Um, and that's against probably the best offense in the nation. It's pretty sick. nuts. At least five of them, because they probably split it up five on one team, five on the other. So he's facing some underclassmen six through nine, but more so, more or less, he's facing some the best hitters in the country. So yeah, good for him. But so Dick Hurt and um, Chase Burns. Yeah, boom. There's my two. Love the state. This is this is a tough spot. I'm down. I've got two guys. Cam Smith of Florida State. Wait, don't say your other one. Just make your pick. Yeah, I'm picking. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're doing a draft order. That's right. 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 Gotten. Chill. 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 Chill, bro. Dakota Jordan, Mississippi State. I love that pick, but he might not be the guy from Mississippi State I would choose. I don't think anybody's going to pick this guy, so I'll go ahead and say it. But Hunter Pines, I think, will probably have a better year offensively. I think he's Dakota Jordan way just a with the way higher ceiling prospect. No, yeah, no doubt, hundred percent. Like he's got real power, like just like real. Not you don't see it at the college level very often. Screaming and, line drive type of power in backyard baseball. Right, exactly. Um, I love the pick. I just I think him and Hunter Hines are. You can make a case for either one of them to hit thirty homers this year. I mean that ballpark. It, it, it's very forgiving. That's so easy to. They they had that student home run derby last week. I was watching some highlights. I wish I would have went out there. I think I could hit ten homers and eleven swings. Field yeah. is so small, so small. It, well, I don't know if the number, the actual distance, is that small, but that park plays so small. Fence, you know what it is? The fence is too short. I don't know what it is. It just feels Any field so with small. a small fence, like a tiny fence, just looks so much shorter. And, and it's like East Carolina. Same thing over there. That park yeah. feels like a little Cracker Jack park, too. I've yeah. told the story about me taking BP my senior year. Yeah. My senior year, we played at ECU, Maybe and now. I think I hit like 12 out of 15 swings over the fence, like bombs. Oh, and obviously, I was trying to hit, like, I was really trying to hit homers, but the ball just flies at ECU. And I imagine it's the same way at, at Mississippi State. It's the small fences, dude. I'm telling you. They play 20 feet shorter. They do. Every fly ball, the outfielder's like back against the wall, and you're just like, dude, is it really this small? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, who was your pick? You said Jordan, right? Not Hines. Dakota Jordan. Bro. Okay. Um, 
I mean, there's like three really big names that haven't been chosen yet. Like, I'll take JJ Weatherholt. Yeah. I, I think what he did last year. Uh, now, it does scare me a little bit that he'll have the target. He'll be, his name will be written in red ink on the lineup card. Don't let this guy beat you. But he can just beat you in so many different ways. I mean, he stole 30 bags last year, hit almost 500. Um, he's a home run threat, doubles, triples, singles. He's just kind of the whole package. So, I'll take J.J. Weatherholt. Uh, he's the second favorite right now behind Cags, plus 800. Vegas likes him. I, I like J.J. Weatherholt. I think he – it's crazy he wasn't finalist last year. It's just kind of, you know, luck of the draw when Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens, and Jack Caglione all have sensational years, like record-breaking years. J.J. Weatherholt kind of got snubbed. Maybe – he didn't even get snubbed, but he was the fourth-best player last year, and two of them left. Yeah. All right. So who oh, I get a second it? pick. Yeah, snake it back around, baby. Yeah, so this was where I was going to take Chase Burns. Um, and if he wasn't there, I was going to take um, – who was I going to take? Oh, Hagen Smith from Arkansas. Yeah, you got I think there's two pitchers that could win the Golden – yeah, I think there's two pitchers that could win the Golden Spikes, uh, Chase Burns or Hagen Smith. I, I believe both of those guys are just a notch higher than everybody else. Uh, Arkansas had a pitcher in 2021 that won the Golden Spikes, so it's doable. That field plays pretty big, unless the wind's gusting out. But it doesn't matter with his stuff. Like he's 98 to 100. He's got a nasty cutter. Great, great summer for Team USA. Jack taught us that Team USA gives out the Golden Spikes award, so they're probably going to give it to another Team USA member. And uh, I mean, I think if he goes undefeated in SEC play with a two ERA. He's got just as good of a shot as anybody else, right? I mean, yeah, we'll see. But I, I think I think him and Burns are a notch higher than everybody else, and they should be the first two pitchers drafted this year. I mean, I agree. Nothing wrong with what you said there. Um, here, here's where it gets interesting because now you want to just do you just take over the leftover breadcrumbs at the top of the crop? Like your Seaver Kings and stuff like that. But then I don't know if I really want to go there. Do you guys think a player from Coastal Carolina can win the Golden Spikes? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be dumb. I mean, like, it would go. have to be like lead the nation in homers Hit on base percentage. Yeah, I would. I would say the only thing maybe holding it back is, like, Coastal Carolina last year had a ton of guys with very similar numbers. Like, they all were super yeah. offensive, and it was hard to separate like who was the best hitter versus second best, third best. They were all about the same. But yeah, I mean, someone could definitely win it. It's a very hitter friendly ballpark, and uh, they're going to be scoring a lot of runs. They're pretty much returning like three of their five best hitters from last year. So, I don't know. Wouldn't be outrageous. I'm getting gifted another two way player at this pick. There's two more two way players that one is in the SEC. One of these guys is still in the SEC, and it's just like, do I take it or do I take the guy from Stillwater, Oklahoma? There's two. two Never mind. I forgot. There's three more. You also got Peyton Tolley from TCU. Yep. There you. I forgot about him. Or totally. I'm sorry. I got. I. I went on a TCU podcast, the Lupkin, Lupton Drinking Boys pod, and it's actually Tolly. Tolly? Yeah, I always say Tolly. It looks like Tolly, but Peyton Tolly. 
Peyton Tolley. Okay, good to know. So we don't sound like idiots. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, we I hate, I hate, I, I hate pronouncing people's names wrong. Yeah, me too. Well, you say, how do you pronounce Caglione's yeah. last name? Caglione. Just stop that. We got to stop that right now. Caglione. <laughs> you spent three summers in Italy, and now you're just speaking Italian. Okay. I don't speak Italian. Anyway. I think, I think you're right, by the way, but there's not a broadcaster in the country that's called him that. No shot. Yeah. Caglione. It's G-L-I in Italian. No more. Cali, like Caglione. No more. No more whatever. Anyway, okay, whatever. So what? All right. Coin flip. Coin flip. Here we go. No, you actually flipped a coin. Brady Montgomery, no. Damn. It was a a fake coin. I got snake twice, man. I think he's a great pick. I know you're not a huge fan of him on the mound, but I think that AM's gonna really scared me. But if he can just do it a little bit, he'll come I think that's what I'm saying. I think they use him almost as like a back end leverage guy. And I think I think he I think he makes yes, I think he makes AM a contender this year. Um damn that sucks. Think, yeah, think, about, it. think about it. Just picture oh. it. Montgomery two for four with a double, two RBI, maybe a home run, maybe a single, whatever. She slammed the door in the eighth and ninth inning. Dude, I, he, I have him literally written down. I think he's got the smoothest swing in baseball. The guy, I mean, he just oozes no, swag. Uh, he's he, right. he, he could have it because the smoothest swing in baseball just got drafted last year from Tucson, Arizona. It could be a new guy. I, I, I My one-two was Tommy White, Braden Montgomery, and Chase Burns three. So, Brad, kudos to you guys. Great round of drafting. Uh, I'm going to deep, reach deep into the back here. Um, man, I, I feel like – I've got one that I really like. I, you're right. You don't want to go for low hanging fruit. I think Mazzana is going to be great in Oregon State, um, but I'm just I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to watch a ton of their baseball. West Coast bias. I I don't have that Pac-12 network. So unless you hook me up, um, <laughs> we got it. We got it. I like it. I got a guy though. Joe Ben mentioned him. I think George is better this year. And Charlie Condon was really really good last year. So give me mm-hmm. Condon. I, I think I, I really, really liked what he had in, in Georgia uh, or for Team USA last summer. And he was a guy that not a lot of people thought was going to make that Team USA team last summer. And he went nuts during those trials. So I'll take Condon. Uh, and my sleeper. My sleeper is a fun one until they added him today on uh, FanDuel. Total, total homer pick. Cole Messina, I think, is going to be the best catcher in baseball this year. I think he has a really, really crazy opportunity to hit maybe the most home runs in the country. Um, strong as ever, he's, he's as strong as he's ever been. Billy Anderson's the godfather of strength and conditioning in college baseball. Um, but, he, but he's plus 10,000 right now. So I don't know. 100 to 1, baby. Love so that. I, do you get? Do I'm I allowed to get him, or does he need to? Yeah, go? yeah, take him. He's a dark horse right. sleeper All pick. Right. There's my dark horse catcher Cole, big time. No, I love him. I think he's a good. I think he's a really good pro prospect as well as just college player. He, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like you're good friends with him, but he's kind of the the vocal leader of this South Carolina team. Like people gravitate towards him from what I've been hearing. And uh, yeah, I mean, anytime that your team leader goes off and has a good season. And maybe, maybe make South Carolina a national seed. You got to give credit to the guys that show up each day, do their job, and catching every. I mean, catching that many games, which he's going to be asked to catch every single game, is going to be just another token that he could use for this golden spike. So yeah, 
Not a bad pick there. All right. Dark Horse done. Can we – okay, I'm just going to tell you who, before you even went on the Cole Messina thing, I was, I'm just scared of the sophomore slump. It's a real thing. It's really hard to put – I mean, Tommy – going back to Tommy White, what he did last year more impressed because sophomore slump is hard. You're a 19, 20-year-old kid, a year under your belt. Now you have full game plans against you. Everybody knows who you are. It's really hard to be that mature of a hitter and continue that success at 19, 20 years old. So right. that's why the sophomore slump is such a real thing because everyone's got the game plan against you, and you've got to you've got to make yourself that much better, that much quicker to beat that slump thing. And I think Petri, I love Petri, and I was gonna really think about taking him, but I think he's gonna struggle for a little while. And South Carolina fans can come from my throat, come from my neck. I think he's going to struggle because last year he was a big power guy. When those power numbers drop, it really it really magnified someone's struggle. So if he rolled in April with six homers and he's in you know 280 with six homers, it, it, it can wear and tear on you because you're like, oh my god, I should have 20, I should have 18 by now, whatever. So I really like Petri, but that's the guy like that was a sleeper, but I think a sleeper in the wrong way. Like, I don't. I think he's going to struggle because I really like him. I want to pick him, but I'm scared of that. So, another sleeper. <sighs> and when we say sleeper, we mean somebody that's like doesn't currently have odds to win the Golden Spikes on FanDuel, and then there's a couple other sites. So, for anybody that's wondering like who a dark horse or sleeper qualifies, it's just something that like doesn't have odds posted yet. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know who I want to take here. I would. You want me to go ahead and say mine or do you need? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and say yours. All right. So there was a, so I'll tell my answer here in just a second, but like, I really, I think Rodney Green from Cal, even though he does have odds, is a sleeper, uh, West Coast guy, but I mean, just all the potential in the world. Uh, Five-tool player. I like him a lot. Um, I don't know if Billy Amick has odds yet or not for Tennessee. I, I've, I'm pretty sure I saw Who? it. Billy, Billy. Amick from one. Tennessee. Amick, no, he doesn't. Amick. I'm, so it's between him and Kyle DeBarge of Louisiana. Like, DeBarge is going to be the de facto leader of the Raging Cajuns. Uh, everything I've heard, like, from his summer to the fall to the spring – Apparently, this guy is just barreling baseballs up and, like, looks the part. Could potentially be the best player, like, the best mid-major player in the country. Um, I'll go Billy Amick here. Transfer from Clemson. Goes to Tennessee. Uh, earned a starting spot and, like, has potential to be not only the best hitter, but, I mean, overall, like, you add his defense, you add, like, his speed and ability, like, Someone that can change the game in a lot of different ways. So I'll take I'll take Billy Emick. Like corner infielder, but just solid everywhere he plays. What did what is your go-to statistic when you think golden spikes? You think home runs, right? OPS. Okay, so like OPS. So OPS, but what usually comes with OPS? Jimmy's. Homers, doubles. Homers and doubles. That's it. You've got to hit 20-plus homers to even have a shot at the Golden Spike. Yeah. So 
that like where I'm like, dude, like who who can who can go from like the 13, 14 homer range last year to 20 plus this year? And I've got a few people I like, and I'm just like, damn, why is this so hard? Um, so that's why you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Derek Bender from Coastal as my, my dark horse. That's it. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah, I like it. 19 mm-hmm. homers a year ago. He's got in that ballpark. He put he get, runs into a couple more. He gets 25 plus. He could be in the conversation if he has 380 with you know 28 homers and coastal in the driver's seat to host a regional or something. For sure. I mean, he was definitely somebody I looked at like pretty heavily because he's going to be switching between like catcher, DH, apparently some first base too. Um, so he'll have fierce, fresh legs. Little fun story narrative. Someone click clickety clack clack writes up a story saying Derek Bender played all eight positions besides pitcher. Bang, he wins gold fight. Right. Something like that. Does it just me or does it feel like everybody that does Coastal have an offense one through nine all with the last name that starts with the letter B? Like, I I just feel like everybody there, their last name starts with the letter B. Why? Nick Lucky. He's not here this year. Last year he was. No, but like, I feel like they have Beach and Bender and uh, there's like five of them. Caden Bodine, Bodine. Bodine, the catcher. Yeah, he's a stud. Bodine, Bender. Beach, Beach, Bodine, Bender, and they all look the same when they get in the box too. I know what you mean. Like they're a, right. they're a team that they all get in the box. Bodine, Bender, the three Bs, the three Bs of baseball of coastal. I don't know. That was just an observation. I, I don't even know where that came from, but I needed to blurt it out. Um, so cool. I mean, I I thought overall this is a great episode. Hour twenty. Um, we're gonna be back Thursday to preview the weekend give you some some picks, some gambling picks. Um, maybe have a sponsor by then. Maybe have a good sponsor. But, yeah, you guys check us out. Our website, 11.7, brand new. It's going to be like a one-stop shop for everything it's college baseball. It's a year old. Well, I mean, it, it, it's new. We got, we got new features this year. And, I mean, I think it looks great. People have been giving us compliments. Give all the compliments to Dimitri. He built it all. Uh, I just blog on it every once in a while. Check out our store. Uh, check out our Patreon page. If you want to donate $100,000, we'll find a way to uh, help you write that off your taxes. And uh, we'll, we'll find a good place for it. But that pretty much does it for this episode. Any final thoughts from you guys? $100,000 investment. Would you say that's about a 1% equity? Yeah, we're valued at $10 million. That's what I think too. Do you like that mental equity? math there? So Wait. if somebody wants 1% ownership in us, all it takes is $100,000. I'll give them 2%. I'll cut them 2%? a deal. Yeah, so buy 1%. Percent, yeah, buy 1%, get a second percent for free. <laughs> buy 1%, get 1% for free. Equity. Honestly, if someone gave me $100,000, I'd probably just walk away from 117 So there's also that option. If you just never want to hear from us again, uh, I'm sure you can zell me or paypal me a hundred grand and uh you won't hear from me for a long long time <laughs> you won't hear from me a long time if you send me 100k cut that check to um dimitri cordis and ben upton at 11.7 you'll never hear from us again website will be deleted everything will be disappeared Jet- so I, mean, I think, Jet- I think Jet- that would technically i think that would make us that would be a hundred percent of 11.7 for a hundred thousand so i think we just we, we need to get off. We're just blabbering now. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Buy merch, buy merch. Um, 
Please sign up for the Patreon so you can get in the weekend pick'ems. We had so many people last year wanting to be a part of it. The week later, you know, a couple days later, I was like, man, it's not fair to the other people that signed up on time. So Friday at 12 o'clock, get signed up. The picks will be live tonight. Um, we will have the series finalized tonight. Picks will be live so you can submit your picks. Um, I don't know why I'm looking over here. I forget we're on camera. We're doing YouTube now, so I got to look at the camera. But that's it. Um, sign up, buy some merch so you look cool. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're three days away, baby. Let's go. All right, final thoughts, Jack. Uh, my girlfriend's sitting right here, and she says that guys that wear 11.7 shirts get hella butt. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. So, and if you write that check for 100000 make sure you write it with a pencil. That's all I care about. Let's go. All right. We'll see everybody on uh, on Thursday. Boom. <laughs>